Welcome to the Tech Legal Matters podcast by iAfrican Radio. Since 2015, we at iAfrican.com have been doing research and publishing about significant data breaches and leaks across Africa. Some we have reported on publicly, while others were too sensitive and we simply notified the relevant authorities without publicly reporting on them. During the same period, we have also researched and reported extensively on cybersecurity, privacy, and data protection-related matters across Africa. What we have always observed is that not many people and organizations understand the legal implications of the various technologies that they use. In this podcast, we will explore these topics and more with a specific focus on the intersection of technology and the law, how that affects you as an individual, but also from a business perspective. New episodes of the Tech Legal Matters podcast will be broadcast every Friday. The podcast will also feature analysis, insights, and commentary from attorneys who specialize in information and communications technology law. My name is Defo Mohapi, and I will be your host. During August 2020, we got to learn of a data breach at one of South Africa's big credit bureaus, Experian. As mentioned in the previous episode of this podcast, the whole ordeal around how the data was accessed and the subsequent disclosure statements and interviews by Experian left more questions than answers. This is especially true for consumers and businesses in South Africa, as it was not clear what type of data was accessed and who accessed it. However, now we have a little bit more information as to the data that was accessed, thanks to further investigations and a tip-off. We've heard from Experian, South African banks, and the Information Regulator of South Africa. Now we will hear from an attorney regarding what rights you have as a consumer or a South African business. Joining us on this episode of the Tech Legal Matters podcast is Lucien Pierce, an attorney in South Africa who specializes in cyber law, including data protection and privacy. Lucien, how have you been keeping? I'm good, Tiff. It's always good to chat to you. Now, I've been a bit worried since we discovered this experience data breach and since it was publicized. Should we be worried as consumers that now this data is floating around on the internet? I think we should. What is possible with this amount of data is for very clever criminals out there to use it in such convincing ways that it is highly possible that some people will be convinced to give out more sensitive information, you know, perhaps bank account details, perhaps PIN numbers, etc., particularly those who are not particularly savvy of cybercrime, they could potentially be vulnerable. So I do think that the fact that this information is floating out there is cause for serious concern. You mentioned something very important, I think, and we covered it in the previous podcast, that people who are generally not tech savvy, once they are convinced that somebody on a call, for instance, is for, for example, saying they're from a bank and they start telling them about their personally identifying information, such as their addresses, where they work, they start becoming convinced that they're talking to a legitimate person from a bank and might end up giving them pins, etc. So what can people do, I mean, in such a case when somebody calls you like that? Is it acceptable for a bank or is it normal for a bank to call people like that? Well, from what we've seen, and for those of us who are more fae or used to using uh, online banking uh, and other financial technology type products, we're aware that the typical approach of these institutions is to always assure you that they will never ask for such sensitive information. But the circumstances might be different for people who might initially be starting out to use these products or where somebody might have been assisting them doing these transactions on their behalf, perhaps an old 
older person or somebody who isn't able to, to do this themselves. In such instances, they might get a call personally and not having transacted uh, and not having seen these warnings might be taken in by somebody who uses these really good social engineering, as we call it, psychological tricks to convince you to give out information. That's really worrying. Now, as far as the business data is concerned, we've been able to establish that it includes bank account details and some credit information. From a threat perspective, especially with the business data, what risks are South African businesses looking at here? Well, again, we're all human. We're not as knowledgeable. Some might be less knowledgeable than others about the risks involved in cybercrime and good old-fashioned fraud. So there might be instances where people within organizations are convinced to part with additional sensitive information that would then give criminals access to whatever it is they're looking for. And it's not necessarily always money. It could well be that there's a sensitive transactional information. Uh, and in this instance, I'm talking about lawyers, for example, who might have uh, business information about their clients or personal information about their clients as well. Uh, and in those instances, somebody who can pretend to be the client themselves or the client's representative and who discloses such information, which is not easily accessible, can certainly convince a business to hand over data. Case in point, experience. Make a very good point because they handed over data according to what they say to somebody they thought was a client. Now, going back to us as consumers, as individuals in South Africa, I know that Poppy or Popaya, the Protection of Personal Information Act, gave uh, people collecting data and everyone else a year's grace period, if I can put it that way, to get their act in order. But do we have any recourse as consumers to take uh, experience to task? So, um, you know, until the grace period under which Popaya has given all responsible parties, so people who process information or process personal information, are called responsible parties. Uh, Popeye has given everyone one year from the 1st of July to get your house in order. So where you're not compliant, you can't be sanctioned or penalized uh, within the next, until the 30th of June next year. Um, but that doesn't mean that you as an individual don't have any right. If you've suffered some sort of harm, just your general right under what we would call the common law and under the constitution, your right to privacy, that allows you to take some sort of action against uh, experience. So the reality is that a class action lawyer could potentially collect the details of all these 24 or 28 million people and launch a litigation suit against experience, not necessarily under papaya, but just generally for breach of privacy rights if they were negligent, which from the sound of it, it sounds like they were. And in that instance, if the lawyer is getting 10 rand for each person, I'm not really good at maths, but multiply 28 million by 10 rand, it's a lot of money. Uh, it's so a lot of money. reality, exactly. Uh, so that's very possible. So it sounds like it makes sense if it would be a class action lawsuit, unlike when individuals take it up. That's right. So what did happen in a similar case, and this is in the case of big American uh, data processing or credit company, also with an E, I've just gone blank. Uh, Equifax. 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 Yes, they had a huge breach where, if I remember correctly, it was uh, over 140 million records of individuals that were leaked. And in that instance, Equifax took it upon itself to then propose a settlement. And in this case, it was a settlement with the regulator in the United States. And in that instance, they agreed to pay, if I remember correctly, amounts of between $20 and $150 for each person. And it might not sound like a lot, but when you multiply that by 140 million, that then translates into very big numbers for Equifax. So, you know, that's an example of 
what could potentially happen. That's interesting. It's possibly something for South Africans to pursue. Now, on the other hand, given all this data that's been leaked online, can banks potentially take any action against Experian for the data now being available publicly, given that they work with Experian to verify all sorts of information? And also because Experian had said that they contained the incident and curtailed it. Well, it would depend on what the contractual terms are between the banks and Experian. You know, if Experian gave undertaking, so let's say the banks are handing over their records of bad payers and customers of theirs who have defaulted, and uh, they do so on the undertaking that Experian will treat that information in a particular way and guard it in accordance with the law. If Experian has breached the terms of that agreement, then there is a possibility, particularly if the banks themselves then eventually suffer some sort of harm. Let's say bank accounts are accessed and it was can be shown that it happened because of the Experian breach. Then a strong possibility that based in contract law that they could sue for damages. But you know, they'd have to show all these legal connections, as we call it, the Latin term is nexus. So they'd have to show a nexus between the breach and themselves suffering some sort of loss. But just generally, if the contract says that you have to look after the information and you have to use reasonable means to do so, and they didn't, then the banks could take some sort of action where they'd be just terminating the agreement or potentially even trying to recover some sort of cost that they might have had to incur as a result of that breach. Now, hypothetically speaking, as we wind up, should, let's say, papaya was in effect, what would we be looking at as punitive measures for Experian? Wow, I think Experian would have the book thrown at them. And there's a a little provision of uh, papaya that not many people take notice of, but it's section 105. And what it says is if you, a responsible party like Experian, are processing account details, whether it be a bank account or some other account detail that is linked to a data subject to an individual, and you expose that information, then you are liable. And if you look at the fines and penalties that are imposed under Popeye for that, just relating to that bank account information, they fall under the strictest penalties that can be imposed being 10 million rand or 10 years in jail. So that's the one. But then, of course, there are a whole lot of other penalties that can be imposed. Lesser fines can be imposed. But in this instance, given that it sounds like the the breach happened as a result of negligence and just very low standards, and I don't know the facts, I'm just uh, from what I've read. If that's the case, I certainly think they would have had the book thrown at them and the fine in this instance would have been whatever the maximum is. And apart from that, there would then also be civil claims by all the individuals uh, or data subjects that had suffered, uh, not necessarily even had any loss, but they would potentially claim, like I said, for for things like uh, one year's worth of credit reporting and whatever the cost of that would be, Experian would need to cover. So this would really cost them millions had it been just after the 30th of June, 2021. That's very worrying and interesting. And uh, I think with a rise in identity what's happening with Experian will only exacerbate the situation. Lucien, as always, thank you very much for your time. Remember to tell your friends, family and colleagues that the show is available to listen for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer or any other app that you use to listen to podcasts. Also, make sure to head over to www.iafrican.com forward slash radio. That is www.iafrican.com. 
ikan.com forward slash radio and subscribe to get notified on new episodes of the Tech Legal Matters podcast and any other iAfrican radio shows. Stay safe on the web.